Did you know using your browser in incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? Take back your privacy with IPVanish VPN. Just one tap and all your data, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be instantly protected. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. Use IPVanish on all your devices, anytime you go online at home and especially on public Wi-Fi. Get IPVanish now for 70% off a yearly plan with this exclusive offer at IPVanish.com audio. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Good morning, everybody. How's it going? Did you miss me? I'm sorry. My voice is a little bit hoarse. That's what happens when you uh, go to Vegas for a few days. But Spencer Israel, uh, uh, welcome to Pre-Market Prep. I'm glad to be back in the saddle. Uh, I, first off, it was great seeing those of you who are in the chat and watch the show. It was great seeing you in Vegas. Uh, met uh, a, a, a bunch of fans. Um, and it was just great to meet everyone. So I had a fantastic time. If you were in Vegas, uh, put a one in the chat so I know who's there because I know there's like a, there's a bunch of you in there. And uh, it was just great to see everyone. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm very glad to be back. Uh, but it, it was it was a fantastic weekend. If if you if you were there, if you got value, if you learned something, drop me one. I need to know who is there. Um, but we got a lot to get to today, right? We're going to talk about the market. Obviously, it's what we do every day. Was Thursday the bottom that's the question right we'll throw you at the bottom uh we'll try to answer that we're going to talk airlines um hey jaeger there what's up man <laughs> how's it going um uh, uh airlines hostile bid a lot going on tim quas market structure edge so here we go smash the like button let's get the show on the road coming to you live from downtown detroit this is benzinga's pre-market prep your host, Joel O'Connor. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've been the penny. I will buy the stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. Let's get Mr. O'Connor on the show. Joel, good morning. Did you miss me? Uh, a little bit. You were gone? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mitch gone. and Mitch did a good job. We had a good <laughs> couple days in the markets. Markets finally rallied without your uh, without your selling pressure. But uh, let's recap things real quick. We're down yeah. 10 handles. Uh, nice range overnight. We took out Friday's high. Uh, we came back down under 4K. Now we're down 11 handles at 4,009. Big day in the market. Really a big day here. Uh, crude down 87 cents, uh, 109.62. Uh, gold, that's down 1130, under 1800 bucks, 1796.90. No inflation hedge there. Uh, silver holding on to 21, up six cents at 2107. Bitcoin under 30k, down 250, 29.875. And Ethereum futures, they're in the red too. They're in the red by $37.50. 
Uh, let's bring in Triple D. And Triple D, some days are more important in the markets than others. And yeah. after after Thursday's price action, after Friday's rally, after doing my numbers over the weekend, would we got some big levels here to hold to see if uh, this is just another dead cab bounce or we got some more work to do in the 4,000 handle. I mean, that's to be determined today. So we've had the so. nice bounce. We felt, you know, at least I felt on this show like two days ago that we had some capitulatory selling in the arc names in the high growth names and the noise and, and please ignore the nasally voice. I'm fighting some type of cold again. This is like nonstop cold season. It's May. You think it stopped getting colds, but apparently with COVID out there, it just doesn't stop. Uh, but we've had a significant rally. So the question is, I mean, and you can say what significant rally? ARKK 35 to 43, that's a quiet little 20% rally in two days. So is there going to be selling pressure into that? Probably. But was that, you know, a capitulatory short-term low? I think so. I think it wasn't a lot of names. I think the S&P started to follow suit. Like I said on Friday's show, it was ARKK and the growth names that let us down. I believe it will be those names that lead us out. So we'll say so far, so good. Okay. Uh, oh, actually, on that ARKK note. Uh, yeah, I was ready um, for you to pop it. This was an interesting stat. This is crazy, guys. Um, ARKK, which it, it, it's become its own animal right now because – the rest of Kathy's ETFs, ARKW, ARKF, ARKG, they're all lose, losing money, right? Money is leaving those funds, outflows, right? Net outflows. ARKK, however, is not just taking in money. It's taking in a lot of money, okay? Wow. ARKK took in more money last, more new money came into the fund last week than has come into the three largest Commodity Equity ETF. So XLE, XOP, and XME. Those are your three largest um, commodity equity ETFs. Then they've taken in in all of 2022. More money went into ARKK last year than has gone into those three <laughs> ETFs for or last week than the entire year so far. Okay, so uh, it's it's taken in 450 million dollars year to date. Um, no, no, I'm sorry. That's what the other ones have taken. ARKK has taken more than that. ARKK has taken over half a billion dollars. It's crazy. People can't stop buying the debt. They can't stop. You know, it's it's actually like that that makes me scared that we haven't seen the low. And I don't know. Nobody knows if we've seen the low. People keep saying, you say short-term low. Do you mean this is the low of the year? This is the low? No, I just mean we were oversold and we needed a bounce. Nobody knows if that was the low. I think eventually, somewhere down the road, we'll probably get a retest again. But I right. think this short term they're oversold. But that's crazy to think that okay. you know you have a fund that loses seventy percent a year, and people are just jumping in as fast as they possibly can. It shows you the buy the dip mentality is still there in all these stuff. I, I, there are a few theories here, and, and the chat is quick as as ever. Okay, uh, so the, first, the comment from. RFCCW949. Yes, Spencer, you know shorts can show as inflows. That's correct. It, it could oh, it could be short covering because that's buying, right? So it could be some short covering. It could also be, um, as someone else pointed out, uh, Sasson, there, there are several ARC derivatives out there. It could just be 
the ARC derivatives are causing some flow funkiness. It could also be just one person. It could also be just one really, really big pension fund. We don't really know, right? Flows in itself are sort of a, um, a, a vague stat to begin with. They don't really tell us that much, um, but it is just wonky how this one fund, for whatever reason, can just take in so much money week after week, even though their performance has been so bad. So anyway, I saw that stat. I wanted to share it because I thought it was cool. So so short shorts coming in. T- so that, that shows up in, in that respect, too. So to me... Huh. That kind of really negates a lot, a lot of that. Well, we don't know is is the is the bottom line. What do you when, think, Dennis? You're the market structure guy. I, I don't. I think it's still just people that believe. I mean, it's it, it, what whatever you want to say, shorts, longs. It doesn't matter. There's still it's it's unbelievable. The chess and net outflows. Yeah, I mean, when you have crazy. performance this bad. You know, we're nickel and diamond for. Oh, maybe it was a few. You know, people who were bearish buying. You know, maybe it was you know that's showing up. You know, but you're nickel and diming it. I mean, the bottom line is she hasn't had any net outflows, and she's been one of the worst money managers for the last year and a half. So people believe. They want to believe. They're going to continue to believe. They believe. Joel, I talk to, you know, know, some of these people who are bag-holding these stocks. There are people that think all these stocks are eventually going back to the highs. There are people who are coming in and saying, R-I-D-E, which is a $2 stock, is went from $1.50 to $2.50. This is the run. It's going back to forty now or to thirty dollars. Which, there which is stock is that? That ble- ride, R-I-D-E. Oh, oh. It just had the huge run, Joel. Dollar fifty to two fifty. Then they're saying this is it. It's going to be thirty bucks here by the end of the year. I can just feel it. Huh. That's what is out there. So I mean, there is full belief still that all these stocks. Well, then like that makes me absolutely sense. think that we're nowhere near a bottom. Yeah, it does. That 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 makes me think makes that me until well. until she pukes all over the street and dumps everything and like but you know has puke. a huge outflow day, not, then that's yeah. not, that's the kid. That's going to be capitulated. And people keep saying she's going to blow up. She's going to blow up. But this is an ETF. Yeah. So not. this is daily. So it's not like all of a sudden, you know, she's out of money. I mean, this is, you know, what the whole creation redemption and obviously keeps the prices in line. This yep. isn't something that all of a sudden she's just blows up. I mean, until she starts getting some net outflows, she's not going to blow up and she's going to get paid and she's going to stick to her guns. She believes her strategy. She believes the market is wrong. She may be end up being proven correct. I doubt it at this point in time because, you know, just for the, you know, ARKK to get back to the highs. I mean, the stock's got to go up. What was the all-time high ARKK? $160. It's basically got to go up 300%, three to, yeah. you know, three to 400% from here, just for her to get back to where it was. Yeah. So, you know, that's a lot of years of growth there. Tough to come in and say that this is the low. I felt like we had a short-term bottom. I Again, I'm going to say, you know, to everyone who's asked me on the weekend, was this it? We We don't know. I know we were oversold. I know we were due for a bounce. I called that bounce. Where we go from here? We're up twenty percent on the lows from ARKK. Where we go from here is anybody's guess. I think just like um, you know, just like everything was mass. You know, we had like the the, the separation like on the way down, right? The the stocks that you know, like with the S and P. Well, that really wasn't doing too bad, right? But these other stocks did. I think that's the kind of kind of recovery you're going to have i think it and i don't know if it i'm a big uh you know mega tech i don't know if it's going to be there i think it's going to be very selected pockets in the market 
that that recover. I don't know if it's going to, you know, growth or value, whatever. But I just, I don't think we're just going to have the yippee buy everything, you know, be everything going up at the same time. I think it's really going to be a tough market, really a stock pickers market uh, for at for least sure. until we get inflation under control. Stock pickers market it is. It has been a stock pickers market for the last year. Obviously, if you're picking oil stocks and picking certain sectors, you're doing very, very well in 2022. If you're in anything else, you're not doing as well unless you're on the short side. So it is a stock pickers market. That will continue. When the VIX starts getting up over 30, everything starts start kind of moving together. But that's not going to last. I will tell you one thing. The VIX isn't going to be you know over 30 forever here. It eventually starts to leak out and start to come back down. So as we try to find our happy home, we, re- we repriced all this risk, all this free money from the Fed has had a massive repricing over the course of the last four to five weeks. And now it's, you know, it's the digestion phase. Do we have more repricing to go or have we priced in enough? Have we priced in a non, you know, a hard landing instead of a soft landing? You know, we've priced in a lot of bad stuff. Don't kid yourself. You know, what was the cues down? 30% from the highs? Yeah, close to it, weren't close we? To it. Close to it. Like that is a significant sell. Four oh eight, we got down to three oh nine. So yeah, close to thirty percent off on you know the index that you know most widely reflects what this market really is. So we've we've priced in some bad stuff. There's not a lot of twenty five to thirty percent sell offs over the course of the last you know besides the COVID low, Joel. Have we even had twenty five to thirty? How many spy twenty percenters? We had one in twenty eighteen. That was interest rate concerns. We had COVID. But then before that, you probably got back like 2011, 2012. Well, wait, I'm sorry. What was the number you're going off of? 20%? Is that yeah, even if we go to the SPY, because we touched 20% on Thursday. We just uh, 20%, I don't know, but 10% is pretty normal. 10%? Late 15 Uh, to Look into this. I mean, because we, we already talked about the end of 18 uh beginning 18 we had a little dip too so um no it's been it's been quite some time and uh you know the monthly doesn't give you a lot of love either there you know like how often do you see like a a spike up like that on the monthly and then i mean we're gonna have to come down there and hit that one two three months in a row before you can really get a lot of calm you know just not one little touch but well, we'll see. We're, we're trying to rally here today. Like I said, Thursday's rally was big, right? You know, the off the low. Friday was nice follow through. And then today, you know, you had the Friday, can't, the weekly high, just everything. The When the daily and the weekly numbers line up for me, like right at the same area in the S&P, that, that means it's, you know, it's go time. You know, like let let's hold this area and go north. Or else we'll probably just have the back of field towards the low. We don't have any big catalysts this week, do we? I mean, earnings. Uh, earnings. Quiet. <laughs> we yeah. got, I got them written down. Retail. So retail earnings season is what yeah. we're entering. Ooh, Tuesdays, Home Depot, Walmart, SE, which will be interesting. Cisco, Target, Lowe's on Wednesday. Applied Materials, Palo Alto Networks, Kohl's on Thursday. Friday, we got Deer and Foot Locker. Tonight, we do have Take Two. I have a position in that. Um that's pretty much it. So it's quiet on the earnings front, but there's a couple of big names there. We, we've come to uh, this is just about the final week of the of the earnings season here. There's always going to be some stragglers like like Costco and Nike that are always yeah, way late, yeah, yeah. but um, 
this is this is going to be the last hurrah uh, of earnings. Uh, let's talk airlines here for a second, guys. We do have some airlines news. Uh, it's been a, it's been a hot second since we've talked about a, a hostile takeover on on this show, but that's what we have here going on today. JetFlu is 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 going hostile in its bid for Spirit Airlines. Uh, they have uh, sent a, a tender offer directly to uh, Spirit shareholders. So let's pull up that save chart. Uh, JetBlue is offering $30 per share in a tender offer. But but if Spirit Airlines execs come back to the table, JetBlue would be willing to pay $33 per share is what they say. Um, Spirit Airlines has already rejected JetBlue's prior offer over antitrust concerns. We know that they're going forward with their deal with Frontier, which is ULCC. JetBlue says, no, 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 don't do that. Shareholders, don't approve that. Come to us. Shareholders like money, so I'm yep. going to say that they'll have, they'll have a play with the shareholders here. Yep. I'm looking, and I had this. When I bought the Coles last on Thursday, I thought about buy and save, too, just for this reason, that I thought that there could be something happened here again. Same reason about Coles, really. I mean, it's got to, it's coming to a value area. Save it's hard to say a value area. I mean, they're burning cash still, but you know, does it eventually not burn cash? Maybe you know, it was eighty dollars back or sixty some dollars back in twenty nineteen, or sixteen dollars. You know, is there potential for it to take over to go through thirty three? Yeah, I think so. I mean, at sixteen, I don't know if I'm chasing it at nineteen here, but maybe people forget about it the next couple of days again. I think I'd take a shot at sixteen seventeen if it was to get back wow. down. And that isn't happening today though. Street is uh, showing absolutely no faith in this going through. I mean, what a Well, discount. it's already been rejected twice, Joel. So yeah. that's why there's already another merger on the table. So and and uh, they, break they another want, merger. Yeah, break another merger. Antitrust concerns. Um, I don't know. I I wouldn't. Want, I don't want to. Just like I haven't wanted to own Boeing. I don't. Know. These airlines, I don't care about the marriage. Look at Boeing. Holy mackerel. That's almost Boeing back to it. Yeah, your COVID low. Hey, Spencer, is it your birthday or are people just messing with you? Uh, it's not my birthday today. It was my birthday. When was when? your birthday? Did we miss Spencer's birthday? It's okay. It was yesterday. It was over. Oh, my gosh. Uh, it, doesn't count. it doesn't count. Weekend birthdays don't count. I'm looking. Hang on. I'm adding that to my calendar for next year right now. <laughs> How the heck do I not have that? Spencer Israel, um, okay. birthday. Happy birthday, Spencer. Whatever it's worth, I do have your birthdays in my calendar. That's so. horrible. <laughs> we We're this. terrible. It's Absolutely okay. Terrible. Listen, Let's not, we're with... bad friends. <laughs> oh, man. We're bad friends. I can't friends. believe it. I should pay more attention Joel, to I'm these blaming kind of... you for all this. But, okay. Dennis, you were up late, I'm sure. Happy birthday, Spencer Israel. Hey, Dad, did you cross? Let's sing happy birthday. You're, you're 31, happy birthday right? Happy birthday to you. Yeah, I'm 31. Oh, my nasally voice is just killing yeah. me right yeah, now. Yeah, don't sing, Dennis. Yeah, don't sing. Uh, that actually hurts everyone more. Yeah. 31, wow. Yeah. Okay. 31? I remember <laughs> when I was 31. No, not yeah. really. It's too many years ago. <laughs> uh, wait, just to tie a bow on the spirit thing, June 10th, everyone. June 10th. That's the date of the spirit uh, vote, shareholder vote. So, what about these other airlines? Following, if you're following the story, if you're a spirit shareholder uh, or you want to be or trade in this at all, June 10th is your magic date. That's when this story can end. Hmm. So, there we go. Oh, Paul Rogers says I look old for 31. It's the beard. It's without the beard, I look like a baby. So, I got to keep the beard because I look like a child. 
Uh, wow. What about these other airlines here? Uh, American Airlines. Thank you, everyone in the chat. Sorry. What Thank about, you, everyone. What about this reopening trade? They've Dad? all been killed, Joel. Everything got killed. This is what I've been talking about, that everything was oversold. I mean, we had the reopening trade going mid-April, and they pulled the rug out from absolutely anything. The reopening trade hasn't stopped. I mean, the Disney World numbers were fine. The parks were packed. I mean, this is just, we don't want to own stocks. And they don't care the cruise lines. We know I bought NCLH last week. I'm already up. Like, I don't even know what I'm up in it there, but I'm already up significantly in one day. Um, but, I mean, there's just, a, they've sold everything off. So pick your stock. If you've got, you know, stock selection. Again, we rallied now significantly up the lows. But on pullbacks, I think you got to have your list. I think the time to be 100% cash has passed. I said that Thursday. I said it Friday. I'm continuing to say today. I think the dips continue to get bought here, at least in the short term. Long term, nobody knows anything. Meteor could hit us next week, and it's all over. I mean, there's you know nobody knows long term. Short term, though, I feel like dips are going to get bought. I feel like the path least resistance for the short term is still a little bit higher. I want to talk about Netflix here for, for a oh, second. Oh, yeah. Um, if, if we can get off the airlines, because, uh, well, I'm going to reach out to Michael Packer today, see if we can get him on the show later on the week. But um, Michael Packer, our longtime friend, uh, friend of the program, longtime Netflix bear, officially went neutral on the stock a couple months ago, um, in I think March 9th to be exact. Um, he is now going from neutral officially to bullish. He is going to outperform on Netflix. He's bullish the stock. He thinks in 12 months the stock could be at $280. Uh, so 90 bucks from here. He likes Netflix. He thinks it is a, this is the, I think, I think the money line here. He, he likes Netflix because he thinks it's a slow, immensely profitable, slow growth company. He never bought into the Netflix hype, but he likes it because it's got some value. It's turned to a value stock, the same reason that I bought more on Thursday. So I've averaged myself down. Never frown, average down, taking a page out of Kathy's book <laughs> here. It. So bought it absolutely horribly when Ackman bought it at 360, and I added more to it. So because it's coming to the value area here now, and I believe in Reed Hastings, I don't think it's going away. So instead of selling like Ackman, I actually doubled down. So we'll see what happens. Um, it's come up nicely from, I just bought it at 167. I almost got that one at the low. I, my original purchase was at the low too, though. I bought it really well and went up like 20% for me in three to four days after Ackman bought, but I didn't sell. And obviously that was a mistake. That's been the mistake of 2022, not selling. So can we get, can we get, uh, yeah, dude, uh you know, I was thinking of reaching out to him too last week, you know, to do the, the guest and everything. But also I have to say is, you know, we talked, we have a lot of different analysts on the show. We talked to a lot of different people. Um, I, I think that this is just, um, and I don't know what Netflix is going to do in the long term or whatever, but I just say it's just one hell of a call. You know, to be bearish as long as he was, to be wrong as long as he was, to just wait it out, wait it out, wait it out, and things change. I mean, I think the only bigger thing would be if Gordon Johnson went bullish on Tesla. Could you imagine? <laughs> that will never, never happen. Never going to happen, Joel. Never, ever, never, not in a never million know. years. You never know. Never, never, ever, never. ever. I'll be Johnson dead. Before. Oh, I love Gordo. We're going to put it on Gordo's tombstone. You know, 150 years from now, it'll be he took 
Tesla bearish to the grave. He will take that to the grave. There's absolutely no way Gordon will ever go bullish on, on Tesla. Well, I just I, I used it more to to show my respect for for Michael Pactor yeah. and to you know look at a stock and wait it out and uh, do it. So we'll we'll see. I mean, it's interesting. I mean, it's not he, he waited a long time and a lot of you know price depreciation to do it. Ah, man. I mean, right now I'm not really going to give you any technicals on this one. You're so close to the low of the move. If you want to, you know, take a shot here, you got to take some risk. I, I don't think things would get real crazy. You need the market to rip, number one. You need the bottom to be in, and you need to start to get into that gap. Besides that, all these other levels are kind of meaningless. You might see some other people jump on the bandwagon, too, over the next couple of days. But uh, trading right near the highs of the pre-market session. Um, what was I about to say on 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 that? Oh yeah, um, at at Fintweet over the weekend, uh, we had we were um, it was great to, to have we had Brian Shannon there from uh, Alpha Trends. Oh, and Brian's on, great. On Friday morning, he gave the first the first presentation, and he he made the whole room repeat after him, and we all said together, "Don't buy stocks in effing downtrends." The whole room oh, said it as one. Uh, that is what Netflix is in. It is in a downtrend. Uh, so it's yeah, it's gone up now. What two two days in a row? Uh, today would be day three. Um, That's a good uh, rule. But uh, it is That's in a, a good downtrend. rule. If you're a swing trader, absolutely, yep. very good rule. Depends on your time frame. There, I'm a scalper. I can pick up short term moves and downtrends. Yep. But I tell you, Brett, he, he's right. I mean, overall, it's a lot easier to sell rips and downtrends than it is to buy dips and downtrends. And I mean, that's why I always say, look at where you're trending. You know, you're selling stocks that are, you know, that are trending. How does he down. define the trend? How does he define his trend? Like, what what chart does he use? What time frame does he use for that? Um, I don't think. I think Brian's more like swing trader, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's also more like an. I, I I don't know the answer to that, but I'm, I imagine it's mostly like an eyeball. Dennis, some of them have it. Your like some of your best long term investments, like when you bought the Qs in 2000, and some of the other stuff we bought over the years, couldn't that be classified as oh, yeah. stocks and major downtrend? Uh, I, I, I'm of the long term and in swing trading he is absolutely correct long term it you know but again if you're buying long term and then you're buying the stocks downtrend why not wait till it breaks that trend because if things keep getting down you think you're buying kathy long term at 80 and then it's 35 in your face Mm -hmm. so i mean there's a point there that you know wait until it stops going down before you start striking i have had some excellent investments joel just coming in when it just seems completely irrational. I just did it again, but I, I've been killed that way too. So it, it's it's a tough you know, it's a tough game to just say this is going to be the bottom. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's move on here. Uh, as someone just turned the lights on behind me, but maybe that's a sign. Let's go to some earnings here. Uh, we do have a couple this morning. Uh, let's go with Weber Grills, one of the the, the relatively recent that wasn't IPOs. on my list. Oh, they're reporting this Adding morning. it now. Um, yeah, W E B R, relatively new one, right? Only, only. I think they was. I think they spacked. It was. It was last summer. Wasn't it? Memory serves. I believe it was a spac. One of them was a spac. One of them was an IPO. I don't remember which one was which because we have Cook and we have anyway Weber Grills this morning. Um, they're losing money. Okay, the losses sure. are getting, the losses are getting wider. Their sales came in below estimates. Their sales mm. guidance came in below estimates. Mm. Not what you want to see. Um, market is unforgiving. It's a very unforgiving market. Um, 
it kind of fits this description of high-end expensive stuff. We're going into a recession. Those grills are awesome, but they are like twice or three times as much as a normal grill. So it's a high luxury item. Rich people are going to buy them still, but you had people paying up when we had free money all the time. And it made us not want to go buy a $1,500 barbecue when money's getting tighter. So this is the kind of stock I don't want to own because I still believe we're going into a recession. Uh, the grills are too good. They're they awesome. Got, yeah, cool. they got to they gotta make them cheaper. They don't break. And, so they break. They don't like, break. I've had the same one. I don't I don't know for how long. Yeah. And, I, you know, I'm, I've replaced the grades. I've had someone. I mean, and it just keeps on going. So they got to start. And well, there's another company that I that I was in uh, the same thing too, like like Tupperware. You know, Tupperware never wears out. I mean, they got to start making cheaper grills. Um, not much to say. New all time low. Uh, if you want to look at this pre market low, uh, pre market low comes in at five eighty five. So you got a little bit of a bounce. And isn't there another another grill stock too? Isn't yeah, there? Cook. C O O K. Cook. Uh, I guess that, that may have been the spec. No, it wasn't. I don't know. What one of them is back, one of them IPO. I don't I'm not gonna remember which is which at the point. Hmm. Yeah, they're both down. I don't know. I mean, people are getting out, not buying grills, and the grills are too good. So it's hard to be bullish. Except if you go buy the the hamburger stand up where you know, up on between Toronto and wherever that is, Algonquin Park. You, you like that Weber's. That's the different oh, Weber's. It's what? it is? Yes. I know. <laughs> what, what about uh, what, what about Wix here? Wix.com, W-I-X, uh, another pandemic darling, um, and they're cutting their they – they had earnings this morning that missed, and they lowered their sales guidance. So uh, not what you want to see, and I don't know. Dips will likely get bought. Okay, so we've had some money managers are now like, oh, did I miss it? So you've got – that's one thing you have to consider when you're selling the dips now. And it's been a play, actually, through this earnings season to sell the dips because they keep going lower. But you've got sentiment that's a little bit head-scratchy here right now that they're not totally, I don't want to own any stock. So I do think that you have the potential for some of these dips, even on Weber or Wix, to get bought for the simple reason is that money managers who just missed this 20% rally in ARC might be looking at pullbacks to try to get some more exposure. Hmm. That's an interesting thought. Yeah. I traded down under 62. Uh, you know what? This is this is going to open up right at Friday's low. So, you, you know, if you shorted the thing on Friday, you've been shorted. Uh, you're right here at Friday's low. I'd even look at Friday's low and then um, Thursday's close, 63.28 to 65 and a quarter, a little bit of a buy zone. I think if you hold that, I think well maybe you get back up. Be, a lot of people would like to see the close at seventy one nineteen, but uh, I agree with you in this one. I'm not sh- after the run it's just had the two days up, and then now just getting hit on fifty two thousand shares. I'd I'd be more inclined to try and buy the dip in this one than. I'm not selling it down six bucks here. No, it's a good thought though because if the market is going to bounce, then 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 I suppose you guys are right that that you know even though we've seen every every rip gets sold um, and dip every dip get sold more dips will get bought in a market that is bouncing. Um, and even uh, the Kathy phenomenon, like yeah. let's say you've had a big short on, on this thing and you're yep. looking, you were looking for 50 bucks yep. and then all of a sudden it's like 70. You're like, Oh man, 
maybe I'll bring this in at 60. You know, I don't know what the short interest in this is anything, but I know if I would have shorted it on Friday and took it home and it closed near the high of the day and I could bring it in six bucks lower, I know what I, I whatever your average cost was, it's it's a good opportunity on the earnings report. I, I had this epiphany, guys, on, on like Friday or Saturday, one of those days, I forget which. I had this epiphany. And remember how in 2020 and even 2021, every we talk about this, every single buy looked like a brilliant move regardless. Every, yeah. Anything you bought, you were probably up and you, you looked really smart. And now it's the exact opposite. Yep. Every single cell, you look and feel like a genius. Okay. Yeah. And I've I've done this like I like I was looking at something, I think I was looking at uh Altria or something, whatever I had for a couple of days and I sold it. And I was like, wow, I had great timing on that one. No, yeah. I I mean, yeah, I did, but I it, it was just luck. But like it was every, a downgrade, someone downgraded and, that. Everything I've sold has been has gone down more after I've sold it. So I feel like a genius, but it's Shopify. not me. Just like it wasn't me on the upside, it's not me on the downside either. Same it's thing. Just, it's just the market, right? It's just yep. the way it is. But I feel, damn, do I feel smart right now? Samezies. Right. <laughs> Samezies, same thing. I mean, and we've talked about this on the show too. Yeah. It's just exact mirror image. The 2022 is the mirror image of 2020 in the opposite direction. It's unbelievable. Even to the charts, most of them look like that. Yeah. And it's the same thing. Every time you buy a stock in 2022, you're like two days later, you're like, why did I buy that? And every time you sell a stock, you're like, man, that was a good sale. That was a great sale. It, it's the same thing. So we smart. said this in 2020. Every time I sell a stock, I feel like an idiot. Yeah. Every time I buy a stock, I feel like a genius. It's just the exact opposite. 2020, 2021, 2022. I mean, there we are, full circle. So we basically have just given back everything from the pandemic rally. Everything. So now where do we go? That's the question. Are we continuing? You know, Now that we've given it back, do we turn and we slowly start to go higher? We got this inflation problem that the pandemic left us with, though. So that's the biggest issue. Why I don't want to go 100 percent all in yet. Yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of uncertainty. Uh, I think I think this is the most bearish. That's the only thing we're certain of, Spencer. Yeah, I know. We're I certain know. that there's. We're green. We just got another blast higher here. Yeah. By the dip, Joel, you guys, man. Watch Look out! We came in. Watch out! Watch out! Watch out! Cancel those offers, Dennis. Something happened. We said it, man. Yeah. Anything yep. happened, but you got to buy these dips. Look at that. Wow. That was like a little five point blast there. Someone just came. Boom. In. Five points. Boom. Lift them. Lift them up, Tom. 40 25. Back off then. Okay. I, what we were saying when we came in, it, there wasn't a lot of stocks that were really trading weaker here. I was mm-hmm. trying to figure out why the market was down. Half the stocks in my. Like I was looking at, we're green. I, if you look at what's up here, like like your leaders, you see like Carvana leading the way this morning. All the junks leading again. Yeah. yeah. Dash for trash. The trashy stocks of 2022 are the ones that are leading the way here once again. I know. I know. And Carvana just last week, what did they lay off? Like 3,000 people? I mean, not not a great sign. I guess it says money, but still. We're into that right now. I guess. That's not a great thing, though, to be doing that. So, um, that company's had a had a rough go of it here, but yeah, when when that's your leader, then you know, okay, it's gonna be one it's of those. The dash days. for trash has been yeah. on, Spencer. Were you weren't you weren't here Thursday when we no. started talking about this? No. So we've been talking about this turn. You could feel the capitulatory just to enlighten you. Maybe you're reading my tweets. I don't know, but on Thursday and morning, I read everything you say. On never, Thursday morning, it kind of felt like the turn. It just felt like the washout, you know, where people are just like, we're done. We can't take it anymore. We're yep. done. And, and it turned 
and and you had 10% pops and like all these stocks, it's GameStop popping, like going limit up. It was like people could not stop buying it on Thursday morning yep. because yep. it was like going limit up. And then we pulled back in the afternoon, like the same thing, oh, sell the rip works. But then what happened is a lot of stocks didn't make new lows. And now we're trying to gain some momentum here. We're trying, trying. Yeah. All right. It is 8.35 on Monday, which means it is time for Market Structure Mondays. Tim Quast is not here just yet. I think he'll be here in the next 10 seconds, which is why. He was tweeting. I, was I know. Tweeting. I just saw a tweet. He'll be here. So, which means he'll he be never here. stood us up ever. He, he, he will be here momentarily. Um, in, in the meantime, I, I just wanted to give a quick shout out to uh, the celebrity that I met over the weekend. Uh, if you guys didn't didn't see him, uh, tweet about it this morning, William Hung, William Hung, it was great. If you're watching, it was great to meet you, man. Well, that's I don't amazing. Think it was great to meet William Hung at FinTwit 2022. Um, a lot of great people were there. He he was the only person that made me starstruck. Um, so I got the chance to talk to him, I had a chance to interview him. William Hung was at our event. We only get the best. So we, we had Mike Tyson in April of cannabis. We had William Hung killing in it. Twit. We're killing it over here. We're the killing guests, it. You're killing it with the guests. Killing it. All right. Man, who, who are you guys gonna bring on next? Like uh Ed Sullivan or don't even uh, know, man. It could be could be anyone, but uh uh I know who we're gonna bring on right now. It is Tim Quas, as I said. So let's get Tim Quast on from um Market Structure Edge. Did you know using your browser in incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? Take back your privacy with IPVanish VPN. Just one tap and all your data, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be instantly protected. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. Use IPVanish on all your devices, anytime you go online at home and especially on public Wi-Fi. Get IPVanish now for 70% off a yearly plan with this exclusive offer at IPVanish.com audio. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Mr. Kwas, good morning. How's your weekend, sir? It, it was uh, it was excellent. We're, you can see this background is not fake behind me, and uh, actually you can kind of see CNBC in the background. Sorry about that. CNBC, uh, I'm, I'm get that the, off. In the, right, I'm up in the I'm up in the steamboat. I haven't been here in a while, and uh, I immediately lost weight because uh, <clears throat> I jump on a bike and burn a bunch of calories. Plus, did you guys did you see the blood moon? Last night, or was that too oh, late? Oh, I forgot. Darn it. I always forget about that stuff, Tim. It was spectacular. I was uh, 
running around snapping photos. <laughs> I mean, I it's pretty hard to get a good shot of the moon with a phone. Uh, but I but I gave it my best effort. It was uh, really a spectacular thing to see. We had a perfect view here in the mountains of uh, you know the whole thing happening. It was just terrific. That's cool. I always take I always, takes your mind off the bit. What is a blood table. moon? Like, it's why like, does that happen? What's the so, what's the science it, it, behind the a, blood it's moon? It's a bearish yeah. indicator, Dennis. It's a bearish mm. indicator. Oh yeah. Well, what, is what, a, what's the science could, that causes the blood moon? Right. Could, could, it's actually a consequence of what has been happening in the equity market. <laughs> that the blood moon is <laughs> is uh, just a, a reflection. Technically, the the explanation for it is that when when the sun the earth and the moon all line up, they block the blue light. And so the only light that shows is, a, is light that has an you know, orange or red hue, and that's why it's called a blood moon. There we go. Good there lesson. Go. Um, See, Tim teaches us everything. Yeah, Market we, structure, we, science, everything. There we go. <laughs> Tim, uh, what, what's in store for the week? <clears throat> we, we've been asking on this show whether yeah. Thursday was, was the bottom or not, at least for the short term, it appears to be that way. Mm -hmm. um, what, what what is your sense as the answer, the answer to that question? Well, it's uh, so I I use this analogy in the market desk note for edge uh, users this morning. That have you seen one of those thriller movies where our hero is poised with a pair of pliers over a bomb that is ticking down to zero? Oh, yeah. and he's trying to figure out: Do I clip the red? wire or the green wire and it's uh, <laughs> i like that analogy it is it is like that because there's good news and bad news so you know i said last week to self-congratulate to quote myself i said that if uh if if the market was going to recover it would happen on friday because that would be five days out from this week thursday may 19th uh index options and futures expiration so if you're going to if you're going to make a play into an expiration state Five days is like 82% of the plays. It is the most popular trade by far for hedge funds, quants, and so on. Uh, plus, May, May, Friday was the benchmark for Russell rebalances. Oh. We could see the evidence of that. So that whatever happened on Friday, that's the benchmark, which I think, wow, uh, we're not going to actually do the rebalances till June. So what if we have tremendous tumult between now and then? Uh, but anyway, Friday was the benchmark for that. Then today <clears throat> would be five days into Friday afternoon options expiration. So once again, if the market is going to rally and notice how the futures turned around, it will rally today because there is a bet. Then I don't know. Here's the, here's the interesting thing. So I was looking at, as I do, as is my custom, market structure data yesterday, and I looked at the, the entire data set that we have. Uh, and you know, we, we built these algorithms in 2010, but we, the ones that we used to calculate sentiment, but we didn't have a very good data set. So, by, so we use a data set from about January, 2012 to current. So it's a decade long. And we look for, you know, weak tops precede drops. It sounds like a quaint little phrase, but that it's something we look for. If sentiment peaks weekly, that is, it, it doesn't have a lot of enthusiasm, that that precedes big declines. And the weakest top in the data set that we have until now was in late October 2018. 
And that preceded the just the, the complete crap kicking that the market took into December and January 2018, 2019. Then the Fed backed off of its tightening policies. Remember that? And then the market took off like a rocket ship. So save for that and a brief little blip in March of 2020, the, the sentiment measure that we have now is at its weakest top. So could we have a nice little rally into uh, expirations? And then another step down. Well, it's the, the data would suggest that that risk exists. Yes. So there's your red wire and green wire. Hmm. Um, I just want to make a quick note on, on the Russell rebalance. So June 3rd is actually the important day because that's the day that they're going to publish the list of all the stocks that, they're, that, the, that Russell is adding, Fitzy Russell is adding and removing from their, their Russell indexes. Um, just and then, not, then it feeds through for three more times right. before we get to the final. Right, but yeah, June third, adjusting June, it. June third is the day that if you are if you do trade imbalances like that or or in um um rebalances like that, uh, June third is going to be your day because that's the day that the first list comes out. And yeah, they'll tweak it for that. That's the, that's the day when we get the the first list, and that's mostly what it is. So. And I mean, this list is easily figured out by yeah. multiple you know institutions that yeah. log this because it's just you know it just goes through and it it's goes not that hard yeah, it's, not, <laughs> it's not it's not rocket it's not science that hard. to figure right, this out right right, <clears throat> right exactly. yeah um it was interesting in our data that uh, they they always peg it in may and then release the list in june uh but that there yeah. was a about twice the size of movements in the russell 2000 than there was in the Russell 1000. And it may just be because the volatility in the Russell 2000 is about double what it is in the Russell 1000. <clears throat> so that's the 3000 largest stocks in the market, by the way. And Dennis, didn't you say a lot of it has gone, got to the point where you got to figure out where it's coming out of? Oh, and, it's, it and, gets and crowded. It, used, it, yeah, it yeah. used to be like 20 years ago. You buy all the ads, short all the deletes, put the portfolio on, just bank coin, don't even think about it. And now yeah. it goes crowded. They get oversubscribed. I mean, it's just, you know, and then what happens is two days Flip. before, sometimes it blows the other way where the ads tank, the deletes go up. And I've even seen, you know, days on actual the imbalance. You think, well, there's, you know, 20 million shares. I got to buy this stock. It's got to go up. Well, we're 45 million short-term traders were anticipating that. So now you have a net sell of 25 on it. Right. So well, it's... 20 years ago, you didn't have the market maker exemption to uh, short locate rules. So market makers will just create whatever is needed to satisfy the fills. So the prices don't move the same way. And, you know, I, I just, it brings up an important point about what happened to Terra USD and Luna. You know, those, the mechanism in that stable coin is the same mechanism in ETFs. It is that you create and you destroy Luna if, if, uh, if Terra lags and you destroy Terra yes. if Luna lags. That's what you do. You create and yeah. redeem. It's wow. the ETF arbitrage mechanism. And it failed catastrophically there. Uh, and so, so is the, the, the ability of market makers to create stock to fill large institutional orders. Uh, that is a mechanism that can lead to catastrophic failure because it's not real. And, and those, I've been writing about these things for years, and then people poo-poo it because we go for years with no trouble. Then the moment the market starts to go down, we get into real trouble. Uh, it's remarkable 
how volatility explodes when the market tries to drop because money can get into the market very easily, but not out. And it's not because of people. It's because of the rules and the mechanisms that we have fostered in the equity market that have screwed up that trade, Dennis. <laughs> the trade used to work well. There's a lot of <laughs> trades that don't work well anymore. <laughs> 20, right. 25 years ago, Joel, Joel would know all those mm -hmm. trades from 30 years ago, the ones that used to work. And everything's what? gamed now to a certain extent as well. I mean, right. everything's like, okay, we're anticipating, you know, where the flows are going here. In some cases, they don't even have to anticipate. Like we've said, you know, payment for order flow is a huge edge in itself. Yes, so. it is. Right. Absolutely it is. Hey, Tim, can we take a look at uh, at ARK? Have we ever looked at ARK with you, ARKK? Because, um, you know, you had a turn off the low. Mm -hmm. have, we, have, we ever, uh, have we ever taken a look at that with you? I mean, it's got to be near a one or a two. I mean, Joel no more than loves a three. I'm sure a three. He's, 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 he loves to guess <laughs> what <laughs> it's going to be and market structure edge, what the number's going to be. <laughs> so... I, I I hate to dash your hopes, Joel, but we don't. It's the, for the same reason. It's the Terra USD Luna relationship. Okay. The, the reason we don't put ETFs on the platform because it's not real is what he's saying. It's not real. It's not <laughs> okay. real. It's a facsimile. All right. So, let, let's do another one. Let's do another can, one. To say, how about how about Netflix? Well, we can do. We can certainly do that. Awesome. I'll, 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 what do you say, Dennis? I say Netflix is probably like a a, a three. I, I, I was going to say it's starting to turn though. It's starting to turn three. higher. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> three from a one though. So it's turning. Yeah, that's where we're going. It's, it's like we'll, a three from a one. Yeah. Okay. Let's see. We'll take Maybe a, it's still we'll, a one. We'll take a look at that, and then we should come back to this. Notice this Benzinga May sixteen. Yeah. Look at the demand side, and the supply side. That's the stuff that you want to trade. Okay. So yeah. we will come back to that, but let's look at let's go look at Netflix, and uh, Netflix is a really interesting example of what's going on in the market. <clears throat> there is Netflix. It is a one. Wow. wow. A one. Still a one. <clears throat> Still a one. So the only they reason it has risen, <laughs> the only reason it has risen is nope. the, the the supply trend. So all the fake stock is coming out, which causes de demand that isn't even rising to lift the price. That's what's happening. And here's the, you know, you can, I'm going to profile this. This is a back testing engine that's built into edge. By the way, traders, you can use it. Market structure edge. Here's, I, this is fascinating to me. If you, we, let's go back in time. Let's go back to July 1, 2021 and run a couple of scenarios. What if you bought the uptick and sold the downtick in Netflix? Well, it would it so if you just bought and held it, you'd lost sixty five percent. That's buy and hold. But if you if you bought the uh, bought the uptick and sold the downtick, you'd still lost one percent. But it's really interesting that you could mitigate your losses, and you used to make money doing that. Buy the uptick, sell the downtick. Made twelve percent. Made seven percent. Then in October, right before uh, the whole Thanksgiving meltdown, that was the end of the growth market. Right, November 15, the November options expirations marked the end of the growth trade. And from there on, you couldn't produce a return in Netflix. You can see those numbers. That will tell you what the, the net of each of those periods if you just followed the math. And you used to be able to buy ones and sell tens and just mint money in Netflix. I used to do it. 
If it was at one, I'd just buy it. And when it got to 10, I'd sell it because it just worked beautifully. Well, that trade is a disaster now. So <laughs> look at that. You would lose more doing that than if you just bought and hold, held it. You'd lose 75% of your, of your value. So the question is, are we turning? Could, I mean, if you're a serious gambler, <laughs> if you have an addiction, you might we try do. that into options expirations. Maybe it's the end of the, of the death of Netflix. I'm not saying it is, you know, but uh, if, if at this rate, if you got a surge in demand and it could happen into options expirations, you could make some money. But realize it is very, very risky to do. What about SPY? Go back to the SPY mm. one. Okay. So, so you mean, uh, help me out here, Joel. What do you mean? SPY, the spiders. It's once again, an ETF. Yeah. Now we. Oh, I thought a, you had something up there on the SPY. Well, we use SPY as our, as our benchmark. Okay. So SPY becomes the benchmark. It's an easy way to run that data. So we will always compare whatever you're trading versus SPY. So did you, did you, could you beat SPY? Well, you used to be able to. But, you know, you could just kill the benchmark buying Netflix at one and selling it at 10. Okay. Now you cannot. You get destroyed. Right? If you bought it on December 3rd at one and you sold it at 10, you lost 38%. Now, the SPI, SPY only was down 20 basis points. But we're always comparing those things when we backtest data. Uh, it's just a simple way to do it. It runs really fast. And you can just check your thinking, check your math. Uh, but that's not where you want to be, right? So you you have a question. Fire away. All right. Sc- well, Scarjo, we'll, we'll do one from the chat. Scarjo Rabbit wants uh, Disney, please. Disney. Okay. Yeah. Also, once upon a time, Probably a you good could one. Five, five was a great trade in Disney. Buy the rise above five, sell the return there. Here's where it is. Yeah. So very weak demand. It ticked off of one, but then topped. That is, it stopped rising at 1.8 miserable and then the supply side jumped above the trend so when the supply side is rising and demand cannot rise what will it do to price well all other things being equal price will go down and until star joe until that condition changes you just want to watch it wait for the supply side to trend down and the demand side to get some footing i like to see demand above five because then you know there's excess demand when those conditions exist you're going to make money on disney and why waste your money? You could say, well, Disney's a long-term hold. And Dennis, I know you own De- Disney in your long-term portfolio. Not doing well. <clears throat> so you, why, why have your money not producing a return for you? Wait until the conditions are going to give you a return. And then what should you do in the meantime? Well, don't trade that. Trade this. I'll show you. So here's what you want to trade. You want to trade stuff like this. Johnson & Johnson, demand rising, supply falling, Verizon, Demand rising, supply falling. Um, uh, Ameren, utility, demand rising. Supply rising too. Utilities are not as good as they used to be. Uh, AbbVie, uh, same same condition, but look how low this is. The whole market is 45% short. That's all that manufactured stock. They're only at 35. So that's a huge advantage. Bristol-Myers Squibb bottomed at five. That means it's a very stable, low volatility play. Again, the supply side is rising, but it's at 39%. That's very, very good. Pepsi, 5, 41, trending down. I look at all of those. Look at their volatility. Most of those are less than 2% volatile. The whole market is 3.5, 3.9%, the SPY. So if I want stuff that's going to produce a 
low risk return with low volatility, there it is. And the math will tell us that. And it doesn't matter what their fundamentals are. The fundamentals do not determine prices. Whoever is trading the stuff determines prices. And that's what we want to be aware of here. It sure looks like market structure edge is saying that the bottom is not. <laughs> it wants us to buy all these defensive stocks. No. And, 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 and in all likelihood, that bet has been a good bet. You know, that has been a good bet in 2022 to say the lows it are is. not in because we continue to go lower. So basically, market structure edge is saying this is a dead cat bounce. It, it is. Absolutely. So here's short term. Into options expirations, I do think there's an opportunity to make money because of this. Here's the demand side. It's peaking, though. I don't think it's going to rise anymore unless we have a huge day today that changes the nature of the market. So you see the demand side. The supply side is really tailed off. Well, those could give us a short-term move. But I think I, I fear that a month from now, we could be easily 10 or 15% lower based on this lousy, lousy uh, demand side. I mean, I, again, we'll say it is the worst in the data perhaps that we've ever seen. And I, I now maybe that'll amount to nothing. But I, as you know, you guys know, one of my favorite phrases is the, the prudent foresee evil and hide themselves. I would look at that and say, I've got a week to trade maybe, and then I'm going to be very, very careful. Tim Quast uh, runs Market Structure Edge. Check out the platform. Link is in the description. Tim, always a pleasure. Talk to you again next always, week. Always a pleasure with you All guys right. too. Have a good week. We'll see you. Let's do some ticker time. If you have any tickers for us, drop them in the chat. We can take the next few minutes and take some tickers. Bring them up on the screen. Give us our give you our takes on them. Let's start with first one I see, Alibaba. I know uh JP Morgan is upgrading Chinese internet equities today, I believe, broadly speaking. So Baba should be up, or at least maybe. I don't know. Is it? Yes, it is. I'd buy pullbacks. So, again, it's up here today. It's had a big move off the lows. And you say, what big move? Well, 78 to 88 in two days is a nice little 15% move in two days. Let's think 50% retrace from that move. Maybe like 83, 84, you get a shot. And you can chase it. And maybe this is the thing that's going to continue to run. It paid to chase it last time, but eh, I don't like chasing stocks. Uh, if you're looking for more continuity, you're filling a little gap here, um, <clears throat> 88.71. I mean, you if you really want to get super bullish today and you take out, you stay above, you're above Friday's high. If you stay above Friday's high, I'll give you a target of uh, 93.86. That's your next daily high. Uh, last time it closed over 90 uh, was back on May 6th, so... Just not a definitely not a clean chart at all. And uh I don't know, pretty big area here. They're pushing it through this eighty-eight sixty level. That's a triple top here in the US dailies. A few people asking us to do Tesla. Tesla extremely quiet overnight. Extremely oh, quiet man. this morning. Bring That's... up the chart of spy. Bring up the chart of okay. Tesla. We've been saying this for yeah. a long time. Oh yeah. Yeah. It is being you can and people keep asking me why Tesla's held up so well when Arc and all the high growth names are going down, because it's such a huge component in S and P. It is an arbitrage trade here now with the S and P's. I mean, I do it every day. I have you know break trading as a pilot traders that do it every day. You're buying Tesla, just if S P start going up, I buy Tesla. So S P start going down, you're shorting Tesla. So. The biggest thing for it was it got put in there at the high valuation, and now it's just following SPY. 
So unless there's company-specific news, which obviously there was in some cases, overall, Tesla and SPY move very well together. Uh, really not getting much of a bounce. I better hold the close here at 69.50 right here. I mean, you're 50 cents. I don't like it under the close. If somehow you catch a rally, sure, a lot of offers will be out there ahead of uh, 800. Uh, it's just, just look, it's really quiet. And I'm sure, I don't know if Tesla show are really happy with what, uh, what's going on with this whole Twitter thing. And we're not going to go into it. Uh, but Spencer, I'm glad you don't own that at 50 anymore. And I'm so glad I'm out of that thing. What a mess. What an absolute mess. And I think that that's going to weigh on the Tesla side until, uh, until that's cleared up. Entirely possible. Let's look at, Look at Tim. He just talked the market down there. He did. He's like, he's let's everyone. He spooked let's me cancel too. him next Monday. No, it's. Cancel it's- <laughs> <laughs> can't talk that bearish on the show. I don't know people don't like that. <laughs> a couple more. Let's look at. Someone asked about Toyota. Toyota had a really rough go of it, didn't it? This uh, is what we're talking week. about. You know, yeah. who's buying these expensive cars? Yeah, Toyota maybe doesn't have a $95,000 pickup, or maybe they do. I mean,. I can't see people. I I think the automotive sales, and this is still my theory that maybe, you know, like the recession, the soft landing, forget about it. I, you know, did call the bounce here, but it's hard to get just rah, rah, bull, bull, all-time highs when you've got money's going to be tighter. People aren't going to be going out every person. Some people will always buy new cars. Rich people, people who are well off, going to buy new cars. But your average U.S. citizen that maybe had a little bit extra money in their pocket is going to be tighter, and that is going to equal less cars sold, less new cars sold. Don't own any of the automakers. I would sell them all on the strength. What's the um, what's the symbol on it? It's like five symbols, right? Toyota? TM? No, no. Oh, CM? Okay. Holy I was thinking of Volkswagen. Um, I'm just going to stick with my stance, which I had before the pandemic, right. before any of this happened. There'll be less cars on the road. Just overall, there's just going to be less vehicles. So who's going to sell those vehicles? I don't know. But, I mean, I just, it's, it's you know, it's hard to be long-term bullish any of these, even like the Tesla or these smaller EV stocks. So I don't know. I, I agree with you on that. And people are definitely not going to be buying expensive ones. As far as technically speaking, it's got to hold the low of the move here at 155. Here, if you're taking a shot, 155 is your out. All right, that'll be a wrap for us once again. It was great to meet some of you over the weekend. Big shout-out to to Jeannie and Jim from Long Island. They're big fans of Joel and Triple D, and they watch us every day. So shout-out to you guys. Shout-out uh, to Jeannie shout, and shout Jim. Shout-out to Jim Crew. We love you guys. Great to meet you as well. I know I'm, I'm missing others. I apologize, but it was great to meet you guys. Very glad to be back. We're going to wrap the show up. Um, before I go, a couple of reminders why I don't have a – event to, to plug anymore so i want to just plug our page have you seen this page benzinga.com slash pre-market if you haven't check it out uh thanks to our guest tim quas thanks to all of you who watch us on youtube on twitter uh on facebook on twitch wherever the heck you're watching us um on linkedin we appreciate you uh thanks to our guest tim quas please remember as always all the information from our show is meant to be used as informational purposes not for investing or training advice live training with benzinga coming up next stay tuned for that i'll catch you guys in a little bit good luck at the open oh that's funny that's cute mitch thank you very much 
Did you know using your browser in incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? Take back your privacy with IPVanish VPN. Just one tap and all your data, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be instantly protected. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. Use IPVanish on all your devices, anytime you go online at home and especially on public Wi-Fi. Get IPVanish now for 70% off a yearly plan with this exclusive offer at IPVanish.com audio. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done.